The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this week is David Ginsberg. He is the president of Loan Tech, which is a leading provider of mortgage analytics and software applications for financial service professionals and homeowners. Welcome to the show, David. Jordan, thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity, and it's exciting to be on the Money Answers radio show today. So let's start with a little bit of your background. Uh, what was your training, and what, formed, uh, what caused you to want to form Loan Tech? Okay, uh, great question. Uh, going back uh, probably more years than I care to admit right now, um, I was working uh, first with the uh, National Association of Realtors as a uh, business analyst, and then shortly thereafter, I uh, entered the financial services industry in the, in the mortgage uh, banking field. And uh, quite frankly, as a loan officer, I was always uh, impressed by the fact that a lot of homeowners really had nowhere to go for independent or objective information when they were trying to either evaluate different loan options, uh, determining if uh, lender calculations were correct, or just quite frankly, how to manage their, their mortgages themselves. So that's, uh, that was back a little over 30 years ago when I founded Loan Tech. And again, as you mentioned uh, a minute ago, we do provide various services and products to homeowners and home buyers. And then uh, what form caused you to actually form Loan Tech and how is it unique? We're going to get into details of it, but how is it unique compared to other firms doing these kind of things? Okay, well, first of all, I believe we've been doing this longer than any other firm. And then also, we, we started back when adjustable rate mortgages were very uh, prevalent in the marketplace. And back then, as is the case now, even though ARMs are not as popular, um, it became difficult for homeowners or loan shoppers to compare different loan options that were being offered by various lenders. And let me back up here a little bit. The first thing we did at that time, we were offering computerized printouts. Now, again, mind you, this was before the Internet and before most individuals or most consumers had computers. We were um, advising them on how to pay off their loan faster uh, with an accelerated payment schedule. And after a while, a number of our clients would contact us and say, David, you know, we're, we're considering getting another mortgage, and we just don't know how to make comparisons uh, between or, or among the different loan quotes that we're getting. And that's when we uh, first started offering uh, loan comparison services. And then a fo- follow-up to that was shortly after that time, Many of our clients were contacting us again as a follow-up and saying, uh, we took your advice, we decided on a particular adjustable rate mortgage or fixed rate loan, and in the case of an ARM, 
they were getting adjustment letters from the bank saying your old loan was X percent, now it's going to be Y percent. And it was very difficult for the vast majority of homeowners to independently determine how those calculations were being made and if, in fact, they were done correctly. And uh, lo and behold, uh, we, we were the first company uh, in 1984 or 85 first firm in the nation to uncover the fact that a lot of adjustable rate mortgage adjustments being made by the lenders were actually incorrect. And that's kind of how it has evolved since then in terms of various mortgage and escrow account audit services. So we started with uh, verifying the accuracy of lender calculations for variable rate or adjustable rate loans. And that's, that's kind of migrated or evolved into audits for basically any type of uh, loan product in the marketplace, including escrow accounts, uh, forensic audits, and we've even done a few autom- automobile loans. And then um, we've recently introduced um, audits of student loans um, just because of the sheer number of those in the marketplace, and we've been asked about that over the last couple of years by many of our mortgage clients. All right, we're going to get into all these in some great detail. But let's kind of look at the overall picture. One would think that this is a computer that's making these adjustments. And, you know, why could they possibly make mistakes? It's all programming. What, what kind of mistakes are being made and, and how prevalent are mistakes being made on all these things, on mortgages, on escrows and student loans? We're going to get into the details, but kind of give me a broad view of it all. Sure. Uh, uh, Kind of in a nutshell, uh, you are correct. Uh, One would think that since it's done by uh, software uh, that everything would be perfect. However, in many cases, uh, there can be faulty software. An incorrect formula can be used uh, when the adjustments are calculated. And also, one of the main reasons for those types of errors were uh, that the lender was utilizing the wrong index uh, figure without getting into specifics here, as part of the uh, formula for making these changes, the wrong values or the wrong indices, financial indices would would be used. And also, you would have in many cases, not always, but you'd have oftentimes inexperienced uh, personnel, again faulty software, and also if you have loans being transferred from lender to lender, every time uh, that loan is touched or those records are transferred. Uh, either by tape, you know, uh, 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 electronic file or whatnot, there's a, the chance for error does increase. So let's start specifically with the mortgage, which is where you started originally. So you do a mortgage audit. So just kind of tell me exactly what the process is that you do. Somebody comes to you, they say they got an adjustable rate mortgage that's had many adjustments up or down. Go through the process that you would go through them to see if there are mistakes on what they've been paying. Sure. Okay, George. Absolutely. Uh, typically, uh, what we would do is we would first uh, review the loan disclosure or the mortgage agreement that that borrower has obtained from the lender. And so we review all that documentation. We also look at the payment history, whether it's uh, in a spreadsheet format or in the form of letters being sent to the lender uh, from the lender to the borrower, notifying them of the adjustments of their rates pay- and payments and so on. We then, again, uh, by reviewing the loan documentation, we determine what is the correct f- 
formula or process by which the new interest rate is to be calculated. And going a step further, <coughs> excuse me, for example, uh, many of these rates are based on different financial um, index values or indices, and one of those could be the LIBOR rate or the prime rate, for example. And as, as you and I'm sure most of your listeners know, these rates are changing on a daily basis. So that, uh, that in and of itself can increase the chance or the likelihood of an error being made because those, when, when those new rates have to be calculated, there's a specific process in terms of what day of the month and, and in what year uh, that index value is uh, determined. And then, along with that value, a, a, a number has to be added to that, and that's called the margin. And then, to make it even a little bit more complicated, after those two numbers are added up on the specific day of a specific month, then there's di- there are different options for rounding that uh, uh, number. Now, this is starting to sound like algebra in high school again, but ba- basically you can round that number up to the nearest eighth, down to the next eighth, or not round it at all, or round it up to the highest quarter, or, or, and so on. So literally for any rate adjustment, there are hundreds if not thousands of permutations in the extreme case by either picking the wrong value um, adding the wrong or incorrect margin amount, rounding it incorrectly. And then if that isn't enough, once you come up with that magic number, most mortgage disclosures or loan agreements also require or um, have in place a limit or, adju- or an adjustment cap that, um, that limits how much that rate, that new rate, can either increase or decrease based on the previous rate uh, that was being charged. So every step along the way, there could be two, three, or four different options uh, to follow. So, And you're saying I, the error is compounding. If they make one mistake, then the next time there's an adjustment, it's compounding the previous error. Is that what's happening? It, that, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So of the mortgages that you see, what percentage have errors in them that are adjustable rate, that there are some adjustments up and down? Okay, on the, adju- on the adjustable rates, now that, that can vary somewhat. The older ARMs that were originated uh, between uh, 05 and uh, 2010, we, see, we still are seeing error rates of 15 to 20% on average. Uh, so that's one, one out of five, one out of six loans uh, ha- ha- does have an, an error. And again, in terms of the loans that we see here. Um, if people want to find, we're going to go into more detail on this, but if people want to find out exactly what's happening in their own situation, what website should they go to uh, to kind of check this out? Sure, they would want to go to our web, Loan Tech's website. That would be verifymymortgage.com. That's verifymymortgage.com. And that would take them right into the website where there's a description of uh, the various services. Um, and what the process is and how to order, and it's got background information about our firm and, and so on. So that would be verifymymortgage.com. So what information do people need before they go to verifymymortgage.com to see, to be able to input to know if there's going to be mistakes uh, on the uh, adjusted rate mortgage they've got? Okay, well, basically they would need to provide us with a copy of their mortgage note or their loan agreement, and that's usually 
usually two to three pages. And that's where it says lender ABC has made a loan of $200,000, the rate's 5%, or it starts at 5%, and the payment starts on this on such and such a date, and so on. And we, tip, we need to see that. And, <coughs> excuse me, and we also would like to see, but it's not necessary, we would like to see a recent change notice that the, lend, that the borrower has received from the lender notifying the borrower of, a, of the recent rate change and or payment change. And that's pretty much what we would need to see. That's all we need to see. However, if the borrower has ever made any extra payments to principal, we need to know about that as well because obviously those extra payments of principal have to be uh, reflected or accounted for in our audit uh, process. Sounds pretty complicated. <laughs> We're going to go into this in more detail. Uh, we're going to take a break now. My, my guest this hour is Dave Ginsberg. He is the president of Loan Tech, which helps people audit their mortgages to see if they're accurate and if not, uh, correct inaccuracies and actually get you a, a bit of a refund. Uh, you can find out more about him at his website, which is verifymymortgage.com. He's also got a phone number, which is 800-888-6781. We'll be back after this. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Dave Ginsberg. He is the president of Loan Tech, which is based in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Uh, the website we're talking about at the moment is verifymymortgage.com. Welcome back to the show, Dave. Jordan, great to be back here. So it's so complicated, all the different permutations here. What kind of a software do you use to see if, in fact, there are mistakes in the payments people have been making? Okay. We, over the years, we have developed our own proprietary software that can basically handle or accommodate and 
virtually any type of mortgage in existence. And part of that, obviously, or not obviously, part of that is a very extensive database of all these different financial index values, prime rate, LIBOR rate, and so on. Our software has in, in, in excess of 500,000. It has in excess of half a million of these different financial values that we have monitored and uh, managed over the past 25-plus years. So that software does accom- will accommodate virtually any type of mortgage in existence, whether it's a fixed rate or a variable rate loan. Now, you would think this would only apply to adjustable rates for those adjustments. How could this apply to fixed rates as well? Okay. We do a fair number of audits for fixed rate loans as well. Many of the homeowners who contact us with a fixed rate loan fall into a number of categories. One would be where the homeowner has maybe had the loan for a a long period of time. They're getting ready to either refinance or sell the home, and they just want to get a just a double check, a second opinion on uh, whether or not that loan balance is correct. And also, we've done a number of these audits of, for fixed rate loans for homeowners who have actually made extra payments to principal, whether they've been making an extra $50 a month, $100 a month, or either on a schedule or they've done it on a sporadic basis, they want to make sure that they are getting proper credit that is due them for making these extra principal payments. So we do a lot in those types of situations. And we've also done a number of audits for fixed-rate loans where the, uh, the homeowner either received a, a some type of modification or a principal adjustment by the lender and in terms of making extra payments We've done a fair number for homeowners who, due to, the, due to a windfall, maybe they won the lottery or whatever, they would make a one-time large payment on the principal, and then years later, they just want to make sure all those calculations, all the amortization calculations have been done properly by the lender. Is it similar? There's a 15 to 20% error rate in fixed rate mortgages as it is an adjustable? No, it's a, it's a little bit low. I'd say probably closer maybe to 10%. Uh, yeah, it's probably half the uh, error rate as it is for adjustable rates. So, yeah, for fixed rate, it is, it is lower as, as you might expect. Yeah. So what is the typical dollar amount that the clients you're seeing and, and how much they've been overcharged? Okay, for the, for the variable rate... For the variable rates, those can vary anywhere from, uh, well, for both, uh, both categories, for uh, fixed and variable rate loans, they can average, for, of the errors we find, they can average anywhere from three $400 up to a couple thousand dollars or more. In fact, our, our, the largest error, uh, an actual overpayment that was refunded to the borrower, that totaled $38,000. Now, that doesn't happen every day, mind you, but that... That was the uh, largest refund on record in terms of the loans that we've looked at. But in, on average, I'd say anywhere from three, four, five hundred dollars up to maybe fifteen hundred dollars, two thousand dollars. And again, obviously, it depends on how large the loan was to be to begin with, what type of error was being made, and how long how how long that error was in existence before it was either corrected by the lender or brought to their attention by, by the homeowner. So the, the average is, there's no finite number, but it's, it's in that range. 
So let's go through the process. You've come up with a loan error, and let's just say it's $2,000, whatever it may be. So the bank's probably not going to be too happy to hear from you that they've been making an error and they owe the, the homeowner a, a refund. Tell me, take me through the process that the homeowner then challenges what they've been paying and asks for a refund. Okay. Well, yes, the, le- yeah, the lenders don't like to hear about this. Um, what we provide to the uh, homeowner, if they so desire, is a, uh, an expert opinion letter and a, a notarized affidavit along with that. And that goes back to the homeowner with the audit results. And we also provide the homeowner with what's called a lender refund letter. It's basically a template that the, the homeowner fills in, or we can complete it for them if they want. It cites a federal housing law, and, and they need to send that certified mail, return receipt requested to the lender. By law, the lender has to respond within 20 days, and then they have an additional 30 days to make any kind of um, adjustment um, or credit based on the error. And uh, that's, that's how that process works, and the lenders do respond. Now, a number of years ago, they weren't as forthcoming, but uh, it has changed considerably over the last number of years. So in general, they're accepting what you're saying, or do they challenge uh, what you're saying? Sometimes there are challenges. We've never had a back away from our numbers, and in virtually every case, if the numbers are wrong, they have, they have definitely made the refunds. Uh, unless they can uh, document something else that occurred that we were not aware of, if they've overcharged the homeowner, they have to make that refund. No, no questions asked. They may not like it, but that's what they need to do. And so by law, they, do do. They, they have to make the refund of the amount that's been overcharged. Do people get interest on the money that they should have had all along as well, or just the refund of the o- overcharge interest? I don't have any stats. I don't have any stats or statistics on that, but I do know in many cases they have received interest on the overcharge based on either some predetermined rate or the rate of their actual loan um, agreement. Uh-huh. So it does happen. Okay, and then what, is, what do you charge for this service if you're going to get a, a refund of $500, $1,000, as you said, as much as 38000 What do you charge for going through all this? Okay, our base rate is $395. And that's regardless of the age or seasoning of the loan. So if someone had got the loan a year ago or if they've had it for 29 years, it's still a flat 395 and that's for the full audit. And then we also offer for an optional $100, we provide an expert opinion letter. Uh, we also sign, uh, give them the uh, notarized affidavit as well as that lender refund letter uh, with instructions for uh, you know, completing it and so on that I mentioned before. So many of our clients just get the, the uh, basic standard um, audit for the 395 fee, and again, many of them opt to get the, uh, the, uh, the optional letter, affidavit, and uh, lender request uh, form as well. So what happens if it turns out that their loan is correct? I mean, you say... 15 to 20% of adjust rate mortgages are faulty. That means 80% or so are fine. It's a peace of mind thing, or why is it worth paying 395 if if everything is fine? That's correct. Yeah, the flip side is many of these loans obviously are correct, and we our fee applies regardless of the results. 
And so what we, what we think we're doing here, or what, basically what we are doing here is we're providing peace of mind uh, or comfort to the homeowners. So they will know, even if the loan is, has been correctly uh, calculated and serviced by the lender, that home or, homeowner will have peace of mind knowing that every dollar they've paid into, the, the, into that account has been properly um, uh, accounted for in terms of the amortization of that loan balance. So they, they, the loan is either correct or it's not correct. Either way, though, they are getting peace of mind. Is there a tip-off where it's more likely to have errors in it? For example, uh, it was adjustable for many, many years or it was switched from one lender to another. What are some of the tip-offs that give you a higher chance of seeing errors? Okay, well, you just mentioned that's one. If, if the loan has been transferred uh, to one or more lenders, that I don't have any hard numbers on that, but I do know that every time that loan is transferred or sold to another uh, lender or servicer, that heightens the, uh, the probability that uh, there may be an error. Uh, number two, as we tell a lot of homeowners, if, if, if the loan balance doesn't, just doesn't seem to be going down the way they expected. Even when they, if they've reviewed an amortization schedule or they've had it for a long time, and it just doesn't seem to be going down as as uh, quickly as they had anticipated, sometimes that sometimes that that can be a uh, tip off. And uh, and again, also if some uh, if one of the lenders that has serviced the loan in the past, if that lender uh, itself was having uh, uh, financial difficulties, which was uh, often the case a number of years ago, that sometimes can be a tip-off as well. So what happened during the 2008-2009 crash where a lot of these lenders went under and there were a lot of loans being transferred all over the place, all the subprime loans were blowing up, did that affect the accuracy of mortgage payments a lot? Oh, a- a- absolutely. Um, you're correct on that. Is these loan... Loan portfolios were being uh, sold, transferred, acquired, and, and whatnot. Uh, some of that happened in a very uh, uh, quick manner, and many of the purchasers of these um, pools of loans sometimes were not able to do their full due diligence. Uh, they weren't able to review the loan data as thoroughly as they would in normal situations. Consequently, uh, some loans that were um, that had problems to begin with just got transferred to another lender, and then when the adjustment periods uh, uh, started, uh, problems did occur. So they, they the can got kicked down the road, so to speak. And then later on, when a lot of these mortgage pools were sold to investors, and turns out there were all kinds of bad loans in them, they went back. And all the records were really kind of messed up. Is that right? So this, this kind of became a can of worms that was opened up later on when the mortgage pool started going into default. Right. Sometimes when a thorough evaluation was, was made of the uh, backup documentation and so on, yes, there were many, uh, many instances of loans that were originated that should not have been originated in the first place, especially in the sun. Indeed. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Again, if you want to find out more about what David offers at Loan Tech, their website is verifymymortgage.com. Our phone number for them is 800-888-6781. Uh, after the break, we're going to move to the other area he deals with, which is escrows. 
and how there are all kinds of mistakes in the escrow that people are holding aside on mortgages. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in government, the legal arena, and the business world impacts your business every day. And we're going to take you on a behind-the-scenes tour of it all. Each week, we'll bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers and leaders. Squire Patton Boggs will be your guide as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join us for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Channel each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your, your host. My guest this hour is David Ginsburg, president of Loan Tech. It helps people get find out about errors on their loans and get rebates and get things on the right track. Welcome back to the show, David. Thank you, Jordan. Great. So to be we back. talked about mortgages so far. The next area that you audit are escrows. So let's just start with a description of what an escrow is and what kind of mistakes are made on escrows. Okay, an escrow or impound account is basically that account that many homeowners have included with their mortgage, and that account is, is there for basically one main purpose, and that is to uh, make sure there are funds available to pay for typically property taxes and hazard insurance. Sometimes there are other of these so-called sub-accounts, but typically it's for taxes and insurance, and the homeowner pays a prorated uh, portion of, the, uh, of those two items every month so that at different times of the year, there, will be, there should be sufficient funds in that account for the servicer or lender to make the payment for property taxes and for hazard insurance. So it basically ensures that those two items will always be, be, be paid on time. So those are both movable targets. Insurance rates can go up and down, mostly up, and uh, property tax rates mostly go up, not down. Um, and then right. there are different ways of calculating these things. So what kind of errors do you see in the escrow accounts? What, what's the dollar size of the escrow account errors you see? Right. Those errors, and we see these errors roughly 25 to 30% of the time. And those error uh, amounts, dollar amounts, are 
are all over the page. And the, and the reason for that is, well, let me go back. The, they're all over the page. They can be anywhere from um, a few hundred dollars up to thousands of dollars. And, and the errors we see are really in two, two areas. One is how much that homeowner is paying every month for the escrow account portion. And then number two, how much is that lender holding in the reserve or so-called cushion account of the escrow account, uh, which they're allowed to do. So we've seen instances where, uh, in terms of the monthly payment for escrow, the homeowner has been, has been overpaying 50 to 100 and dollars $500 excess a month. Now, obviously, the larger numbers are in situations or in market areas where property taxes are very high and or where hazard insurance payments are very high, such as South Florida, where the hurricane uh, premium, I'll call it, has affected hazard insurance premiums uh, dramatically. So the errors on a monthly basis can be anywhere from $10, $20, $30 a month up to $500 a month. And also we've had some of our clients obtain refunds anywhere from $500 or 1000 up to a record of $7,000 or $8,000, the excess funds that were being held in the, in the reserve account. What kind of cushion is a, a lending institution legitimately allowed to keep over the actual dollar amount of the property taxes and the insurance? Typically, that cushion should not exceed two months' worth of premiums or, uh, for insurance and or property taxes. Um, and that is based on what is the lowest balance that escrow account will reach during a 12-month period. So if two months premiums equals, I'll use a round number, $100, but yet the lowest point during the year, it doesn't go below $400, that lender owes that homeowner a refund of $300, and they obviously need to, to adjust the monthly payment as well because that homeowner has been paying too much, and that's the reason that there's too much being held in the reserve account. Is all this laid out very clearly in the mortgage document originally as to how much they can hold aside in escrow for property taxes and insurance? Well, it's not clearly, but uh, it is mentioned in terms of what's the maximum amount that can be held. Yeah, it's, it's, in the, it's typically in the uh, mortgage documents or the disclosures, but it's not in plain English, and it's not easy to understand, and, uh, <clears throat> but, it, but it is disclosed. So, okay, so you go in there and do this, and again, you're saying maybe 30% errors. So what do you do if you find an, an escrow error? You provide a letter, or go through the process of a homeowner challenging how much is being held in escrow. Sure, okay. Well, as a result of our audit, we would provide the homeowner with the escrow audit, which would uncover overcharges or excess funds being uh, held in reserve. And then we would provide them... Uh, with a uh, lender refund request letter because of the overcharge. And again, that letter, uh, along with an optional letter from us and an affidavit, if they want that, needs to be sent to the, be sent to the lender, certified mail. And again, they have up to 30 days to respond and make, and make the corrections in the form of a, a, a refund back to the homeowner and or an adjustment to the amount or a, re a reduction in the amount that the homeowner is paying every month into the escrow account. 
Is it the same thing that the banks have to go along, or do they resist changing the escrow? What, what is the reaction you get when they send those letters? Well, they're usually not excited about getting that, but uh, they but they do uh, they do sometimes contest it. But again, the facts are the facts, and again, we've we've never been wrong. And if in fact they have been overcharging, um, there's a the banks have become more and more enlightened. Let me put it that uh, that way. Uh, if in fact they have overcharged, many banks want to get that corrected ASAP, and uh, they, they can't really fight it because uh, it's there in black and white. And uh, we've had situations where the homeowner has been battling or had been battling the lender for months. Even we had, we had a case where they'd been arguing for a year and a half. We did the audit. The borrower ended up getting a refund of five or $6,000. Do you typically have to kind of move up the food chain as far as or just anybody who answers a customer service, or do you need to go to a higher-level person to handle a refund of an escrow? Well, basically, if you send in that lender refund request letter uh, filled out completely, and, ma- and if you mail it in certif- certified mail, return receipt requested, when, that is, when that's received at the, uh, um, in the mail room of the lender, so to speak, they know where to forward that because in the, le- in, the le- in the letter that we use, we reference a federal law, and uh, that gets everybody's attention, and it usually is resolved in a relatively short period of time. Now, if someone just uh, calls into their lender, uh, many times that doesn't uh, achieve much success. It really needs to be in writing, and if anybody does... Uh, call their lender or servicer with any of these questions or issues. They definitely need to maintain uh, good records in terms of who they spoke with, when they spoke with them, and what they discussed. And again, what is the website that people can find out more about this, and how much do you charge for the escrow audit service? Okay, for the escrow, they would go to verifymyescrow.com. That's verifymyescrow.com. And our base fee, as it is with the mortgages, is $395.00. And that's regardless of how long you've owned your home or how long you've been paying into your escrow. And then for the optional $100 upgrade, that includes the expert opinion letter and the sworn notarized affidavit. And you also will inc- it also includes the uh, lender refund request letter. Have the escrows been getting better or worse as far as accuracy in recent years? I think they're still about the same, which means they're not... <laughs> They're not that accurate. They're, they're, uh, they're not getting any better. Uh, again, we still see error rates, significant error rates of the uh, escrow accounts that uh, homeowners contact us about. And again, escrows are one area. I mean, if you think mortgages can be calculated, when you start talking about escrow accounts or impound accounts, the homeowners, their eyes start rolling. It's just uh, one of those areas uh, uh, up in the clouds, basically. So again, we do... We are continuing to see many errors with the escrow accounts. Is it required, or or can you say to the bank, I'd really rather pay my property taxes and uh, insurance on my own and not go escrow? Is it something that's required, or is it kind of voluntary? Well, if you're putting less than 20%, if you have less than 20% equity in the property, if you're or if you're buying with a, a down payment less than 20%, most lenders will require uh, the, the escrow account. If you're making a larger down payment, in many cases, you can you you should be able to handle that. You, you'll have permission to, to handle that on your own. 
So how does the timing work? The uh, property taxes, in many cases, are paid like in two or three installments over the year. Insurance may be paid either monthly or annually. Uh, you know, and the homeowner gets to choose how they're going to do it. H- how is the bank adjusting uh, both the insurance payments and the taxes as as these are changing all the time? Well. Usually, the lender will do an end-of-year so-called analysis of the um, of the uh, escrow account to see what is in the account. But also, when they receive either uh, uh, from the municipality uh, a notice that the property taxes have increased, you know, they really go down. Obviously, if, if they increase, and or if the insurance premium has been increased. They, that adjustment is uh, uh, factored into the account at that time. So then at the end of the year, if it's done correctly, um, the lender will determine that the numbers, uh, you know, the payments and so on, need, need to be adjusted. But um, uh, as you can see, there are a number of moving targets here. Property taxes are paid either once or twice a year. And, they, and, and the property tax amount can, out, can also change during that time frame. And then the insurance can be, just like you said, it can be paid monthly, quarterly, every six months. And that can be, that's a moving target as well because insurance premiums change also. They, they usually go up. So you have all these moving targets occur, you know, uh, within the account and with a fixed payment during, the, during a 12-month period. So that just doesn't bode well for accuracy in, in, these, in these escrow or impound accounts. So in your database, do you have track of what the uh, property taxes are supposed to be and what insurance rates are supposed to be on every mortgage, or how do you com- compare it to what it should be? Okay. No, we don't track that at all. What we do is when, when we, one of the documents that the homeowner needs to provide to us is a copy of their escrow account statement. That will show their property tax um, figures as well as insurance. And also, in many cases, we request the property tax bill. And sometimes we can obtain that ourselves sometimes uh, from the municipality to see what the accurate or the correct uh, property tax uh, amount is. And then sometimes we request a copy of the uh, premium statement from the insurance uh, company itself, and that the homeowner can usually get get a hold of that pretty pretty easily. I say okay, all right, very good. So just before we go to break, what is the website that people should go to again to find out more about the escrow service? That would be verifymyescrow.com. That's verifymyescrow.com. And the phone number is eight hundred eight 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 six seven eight one. Correct. Correct. Very good. Okay, we're going to go to a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. Uh, My guest this hour is David Ginsburg, president of Loan Tech. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. What if every day was a good day for business? Because every decision you made was the best choice. What if you could receive regular input from credible sources and could acquire all the precise information you need exactly when you need it so you can make the right decision every single time? Because There's More challenges you to make better decisions. Join Laura Ellis every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel and learn how to think differently for better decisions, better business. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is David Ginsburg. He's the president of Loan Tech. Uh, we've heard so far about VerifyMyMortgage.com. If you have errors on your adjust-rate mortgage, sometimes fixed-rate mortgage, We've heard about verifymyescrow.com. If you have mistakes on your escrow account holding aside for property taxes or insurance. And now, David, we want to go to student loan audits. So tell us, uh, I know it's a relatively new business for you. What kind of mistakes are being made in people's student loan accounts? Okay, we're, we're starting to see, and as you're correct, that this is a new area that we've entered into. Um, and that's as a result of requests from some of our old mortgage clients, we're starting to see um, errors in the interest in the calculation of uh, interest charges for the student loans. And as your listeners may know, um, student loans are usually a variable rate; they have adjustable rate uh, features. And and in addition to that, just like with mortgages, these errors can occur. But with student loans. You have the added ingredients of deferment periods during which the student or graduate does not have to make any payments. Uh, the website to look into these student loan audits is uh, verifymystudentloan.com. And since there's over a trillion dollars in student loans outstanding, there's going to be an awful lot of mistakes in these because they are, are variable rate loans. Are you back with us, David? Yep. Oh, yes, yes, I'm back, yes. Okay. Yeah, so, we're, so since they're variable rate loans, we are starting to see areas and uh, errors in that in the area of the calculation of the interest charges, monthly payments, amortization, and so on, and then and the deferred interest feature. So this is typically done with the Department of Education, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, many of them are backed by you know they're they're guaranteed by the uh, federal government. The Department of Education has a detailed. Uh, database of most student loans so the uh, the borrowers can get their records or get information they need from that database and 
if need be, they can provide that information uh, to us. And so is uh, your sense, I know it's relatively new, is your sense uh, that the error rate is going to be higher or lower than what you experienced in mortgages and escrows? I think it's going to be somewhat higher, uh, only because you have, in addition to those features I mentioned before, you also have the situation where many graduates are consolidating individual loans where they're combining three, four, five, and even sometimes eight different loans uh, into one loan with uh, different features and so on, and then um, and different variables, and, and, and also the loan balance of the individual loans during the preceding four or five years have to all have to all be taken into account. So you've got a lot of moving targets. So yes, I feel that the uh, incidence of uh, mistakes or errors will be somewhat higher than we've seen recently for mortgages. And that's the same $395 to do an audit there. So you're thinking people could save potentially a lot of money if they've had a student loan out for a long time, if there have been a lot of errors in those. Oh, yes, absolutely. And as, as many of your listeners know, um, Many graduates are uh, coming out of school with incredible amounts of, de- of debt. And uh, so, yeah, this could be a significant um, area with big, you know, l- large errors in terms of uh, the rate-, rate changes and so on, and also in terms of the dollar amounts that are being overpaid and, and need to be refunded. Very good. Now, something else you do in addition to the mortgage audit, the escrow audit, and the student loan audit is what's called a forensic audit. What do you mean by a forensic audit, and what kind of mistakes are you finding there? Okay, our forensic audit basically is an in-depth review of all of the loan documents and disclosures that were provided to the borrower on the day of closing. And this audit does not look at payments or rates or anything like that. It looks at, it's basically a, an, an evaluation of a, it's a snapshot of what happened on that day of closing. We look at all the disclosures. We determine if everything was disclosed the way it was supposed to have been disclosed, whether the documents were correct, uh, whether there were any violations of the uh, major federal lending laws and other statutes, such as truth in lending, which is called TILA, or the Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act, and a host of others. And, and the forensic audit will also uncover whether there were excessive uh, fees incurred by the borrower, whether the loan was a, was a predatory loan, you know, whether it should have been uh, approved in the first place, or whether the borrower was even qualified for it. So it's an in-depth examination to see if there are violations of uh, lending laws. Aren't these supposed to be regulated by agencies or their lawyers? I mean, who is supposed to be looking over these things to see if these rules are being followed or not? Well, the individual lenders are supposed to be looking at uh, their compliance office or officers should be reviewing uh, that, that process and making sure that, you know, everything is done correctly. But, you know, there's a lot. Anybody who's settled on a loan in the last five or ten years know, especially recently, they know there's a lot of disclosures, a lot of details, a lot of numbers, uh, a lot of language that sometimes isn't so easy to understand. So it's it just these these mistakes do happen. There's no there's no question about it. And we we see a number of errors in the, with the uh, forensic audits that we have performed over the years. Now my understanding is there's a whole new amount of regulation that's been put on recently as far as disclosure and doing mortgages. Is that going to make it even more difficult for people to do it right? 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, uh, there have been many uh, new regulations uh, uh, added on in the last, actually, the last number of months, uh, especially since uh, early October with the uh, TRID, T-R-I-D, um, uh, TILA-RESPA integrated disclosure uh, process. And, yeah, the new documents, new, new procedures. Uh, so it just adds another layer of uh, complexity. And whenever you add complexity, uh, there are going to be mistakes. There's no doubt about it. So you're saying that the lenders are not really set up to handle all these new regulations and, and keep things uh, accurate according to these new disclosures. They were barely keeping up before is what you're saying. Right. Well, well with the new disclosures, though, the lenders had plenty of time to get up to speed. And now uh, while there were some concerns, uh, the, I, I guess the jury is still out in terms of the uh, newer disclosures that are required since this past, since October. Uh, there haven't been any reports of, uh, of that many errors, but again, it's, it, it has created a burden on many lenders. That, that, that's a definite. And then you have at your website, at the Loan Tech website, a calculator. What are some things that are available uh, for free on that website uh, calculator? Okay, that is a uh, patent-pending calculator we have developed. And it is the only calculator that's available for free to home to loan shoppers. It basically allows a loan shopper to compare loan quotes that they've already received from different lenders. So I want to emphasize it's not a list of rates from different lenders. So the loan shopper should get quotes from two or three different sources. They can go to that um, loan calculator page, input the rates and the APR, and it will in in Instantly, it will uncover um, what the lender fees, the total lender fees that are being charged, and and uh, the uh, user can specify different financial goals they have, whether they want to pay the loan off faster or they want to save on points or fees and so on. And it will uncover fees, and you can make a meaningful comparison of all the different options. Again, it's it's a unique calculator, and I can just about guarantee that any user who, who uses it, any consumer who uses it, should save a minimum of $500. We have about a minute left. Just kind of sum up the difference it'll make if people do an audit of their mortgages, escrows, and student loans compared to kind of blindly going on thinking everything is fine. Okay, well, first of all, by, just, by not having an audit done, you, you never know what, what the true numbers should be. Um, with an audit... A, you'll get peace of mind knowing exactly what has transpired, and B, if there were any overcharges or errors or mistakes, you'll, you'll be aware of it, and if there were overcharges made, then you'll be, um, you'll be entitled to get a refund or refunds from the lender who has been servicing your loan. Otherwise, you're just going forward uh, you know, without a compass, basically. Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been David Ginsburg. He's the president of Loan Tech. Uh, you can check out your own uh, loans and see if you've got mistakes on them at verifymymortgage.com for the mortgages, verifymyescrow.com for the escrows, verifymystudentloan.com for the student loans, and also see his loan calculator. Thanks so much for being a guest on The Money Answer Show, David. Okay, thank you, Jordan. I appreciate it. Thanks again, and we'll be back with another edition of The Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. 
Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.